We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. The word gospel also has a Greek meaning, which simply means good news. Good news. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Good news. As a matter of fact, you can subdivide into two God, which is good, then spell. The word spell means word or news. All right. So that's where you get God news or God's word or God speaking or what you may want to refer to as good news. Glory to Jesus. That's simply what the gospel is. So when you read in the scripture in that first Corinthians chapter number 15, Paul speaking, saying, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. The gospel, in other words, the good news. Good news about what? Good news about Jesus. Good news about God. The gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand. The gospel which they received and in which they stand. Let me backtrack a little bit and take you to, on a journey very quickly. You know, on how the gospel itself came into being. You would have read about in the book of Genesis how God created heaven and earth. And now God made man in his own image after his own likeness. But something happened after God did all of those. Man fell. The first Adam, he fell. Glory to Jesus. And we saw this, that it was the fall of man that led man, you know, to being driven from the Garden of Eden. If Adam did not fall, you and I perhaps, the parts would not be anything like this. We perhaps will be living in the Garden of Eden. You see, and God's intention, you know, for the believers then, you know, when God created heaven and earth, was to have man dwell in God's presence for, forever. Glory to Jesus. Was to have man dwell in God's presence forever. If you go through the scripture, you'll see how beautiful. I mean, Bible gives a very detailed description of what the Garden of Eden looks like. You could play with all sorts of animals, you know, without them harming you. It was the fall of man that created enmity between God and the things that God had created. Glory to Jesus. So you saw that, you see that recorded in Genesis chapter number 3. So God then had to drive man out of the garden of Eden because man fell. So the relationship, the communion, the intimacy that God desires with man, those things no longer exist. Why? Because man fell. Because that place, the Garden of Eden, was created for people, I mean for God. Bible even records in the same book of Genesis. It says God will walk into the garden, you know, in the cool of the day. To do what? To fellowship with Adam. Should I tell you the truth right now? In case you're listening to me and you're wondering. So does that mean I can no longer have that Garden of Eden experience anymore? Oh, in Jesus, much more than the Garden of Eden is now your own reality. In Jesus, much more than what Adam enjoyed while in the Garden of Eden has now become your own reality. That's why we can be saying that we are living heaven on earth. So this heaven on earth is far surpasses whatsoever splendor you know that Adam had when he was in the Garden of Eden. So man fell. 
As a matter of fact, when you go further, the moment man was driven out of the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter number 3, Genesis chapter number 4, the first murder in the Bible was recorded. The moment man fell, a man was driven out. The first murder in the Bible was recorded. So after man fell, the Lord still desired that same intimacy. He still desired that same colonia. He still desired that same friendship. So he looked down from heaven. This was not what I created. All that's going on on the face of the earth is not exactly my desire. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that God looked at the man that he had created and said, the heart of man is desperately wicked and full of evil. Something had to happen for man to have that experience that God desired in the beginning. And we saw what happened in John chapter number 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son such that whoever believes in him should not perish, not will not perish, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? Such that man could be restored to the man to man's original state. Glory to Jesus. This was the genesis of the word gospel. So Jesus had to come. So that was why I could also say to you that it is in Christ Jesus that experience, you know, that God desired in the beginning becomes a reality. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. And this time around, we are no longer slaves. Not slaves to anything present, not slaves to anything to come. We are free in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So imagine for a second uh, that God chose not to be merciful and release the gift of his only begotten son to come on earth to die for the sins of man. What would have become the story of you and I today? What would the state of our lives have been like? Life would have remained in pure chaos. The forces of darkness, the devil and his agent would have, you know, overpowered many people. And truly, we still see these things happening even in these days. You see that happening, you know, in places or in the lives of people who have not accepted the Lordship of Jesus. So the Father had to give the gift of Jesus. Because he still desires that same intimacy. He still desires that love. Little wonder Bible could then tell us in Galatians chapter number 4 verse 7. That he who is now in Christ, you know, has not been made free. The one who is now in Christ, then now has the power, you know, to describe God as Abba. Because of that intimacy. I taught you in this church before. In the New Testament, outside the name Jesus, there is no greater revelation of Jesus you'd find. Other than the name Abba. And it takes a level of personal intimacy with God to be able to describe the Father as such. What a gift. What a gift. Imagine for a second, because in those days too, what happened? When you fall, you go get hyphas, ram, bulls, goats, all of all those animals. Then what do you do? You take them, you bring them to the altar at the apostles' feet. You bring them to me, right? Then you do that, then I slaughter it, then use the, the blood and the fat in it for the atonement of your sins. So take it for a second that the good news did not come. How many rams would you have bought? 
Okay, now, just this morning alone, okay, forget this morning, this morning is still long. In the past five minutes, some of you, your mind had wandered too far away. For the thoughts going through your mind that you're planning to hatch, you perhaps would have been ready to dip your hands into your coffers, you know, to go get another round. But one man came to represent that lamb, to represent that ram, to represent that haifa, such that you and I can be free from the bondage and the hold of saints forever. Not once, not just, I mean, not just repeated, forever, once and for all, once and for all. Bible says that if the blood of goat, bulls, haifas, if they were sufficient, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. Precious name. So for me as an individual, personally, one of the greatest revelations I've had in my work with God is actually knowing and understanding why Jesus came. And this I teach in this ministry repeatedly. That Jesus did not come for any other purpose or any other reason other than to save man. To give man access to a life much more than the Garden of Eden experience. To reconcile man back to God. The reason why I can lift up holy hands. The reason why you can do the same thing. Like I said earlier on, the reason why you can call out Jesus, Abba. That's why he came. That's why he came. What a precious gift we have. What a precious gift we have. Glory to God. In that scripture we read, we saw Paul's expression. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verses 1 to 6. We saw for, uh, um, um, Peter's expressions, especially in, in verse number 3 specifically. Peter, I mean Paul rather, Paul speaking says, For I deliver to you first. Somebody say first. He says, For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received. In other words, nothing else matters other than this gospel. Nothing else counts other than you receiving the light, you know, of Jesus's, you know, presence, of Jesus's love, of Jesus's mercy, of Jesus's grace, nothing else. He says, for I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received. Then you see a colon there, he says, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Hold on a second. So what did he receive? What were the things he received? Number one, that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, this is the first twin to you realizing, accepting, and dwelling, you know, in the Lord's presence. The truism of the fact that of a truth, Jesus died. Huh? And he rose. Take a look at that's number one. Give me verse number four now. It says, and that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day. Okay, let me put it this way to y'all. Two principal things, you know, validate or confirms the lordship of Jesus as the Messiah on earth. Number one was the fact that of a truth he died. Then the second one was that he rose again. Now, those two, those twin items or those twin experiences that Jesus died and that Jesus rose, they were also validated by two other things according to the scripture that you just read. So, the fact that he died was validated that because he was buried. You only bury somebody who died. 
You get what I'm saying now? So the fact that he died was validated by the fact that he was buried. You saw that. Then the second one speaking about the fact that he rose again. That was validated by how? By the witnesses who saw him. So when we say Jesus died and Jesus rose again, it's not a fluke. There were witnesses, there were people who saw this. He says, and that he was buried and that he rose again. The third day, according to the scriptures. Verse number five now. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. Look at verse number six. Verse six then says, after that he was seen by over how many people? Five hundred brethren at once. In other words, there were those who witnessed Jesus' resurrection. He says, of whom the greater part remained to the present. In other words, many of those who witnessed Jesus' resurrection out of those 500, as at the time Paul was writing this letter, many of them were still alive. Then he was saying, he says, but some have fallen asleep. You know what it means by saying some, some have fallen asleep? They died. But he couldn't have used the word died because a believer does not die. A believer only sleeps. Glory to Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 17. Paul declared. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 17. He says, for Christ did not send me to baptize. But to preach the gospel. Christ did not send me to baptize. But to preach the gospel. He says, not with wisdom of words. Lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. I wasn't sent to baptize. I've been sent to preach the gospel. What's the gospel again? The good news. The God's news. The God's word. Hanging on two principal things. That God, Jesus, died. And Jesus, number two, resurrected. Validated by two other reasons that his death, you know, was validated by his burial and that his resurrection was indeed witnessed, you know, by many people. Glory to Jesus. In Romans chapter number 10, from verse number one, Paul speaking to the church in Rome, he expressed to them how a man is saved. If you begin to read from verse number 9 down to number 10, you will say it. He says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you confess with your mouth that Christ raised him from the dead, he says, you will be saved. Can I have that please? He says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know what? Because the gospel of Jesus cannot be received totally by anyone, except to believe that he died and he rose. Except you believe that he died and he rose. These two are the things that one of the, some of the things rather, that validated him as Messiah. Because on earth, till he returns in glory again, you would never find any other experience or experiences even similar to that. Have you ever seen a place where somebody was buried, as in buried, buried, covered up, uh, then rose again? Huh? The rose again. You perhaps would have read and seen miracles of people, you know, being put in the morgue, right? Then maybe after prayers and some, of them, some things happen, then they jack back to life. Have you ever heard a person, you know, put in a casket, you know, buried six feet deep, you know, and, and jacked up back to life again? You know the beautiful thing about him, my daughter? 
it wasn't just that he resurrected again it's that he now rules and reigns forever The salvation of man is the singular, most miraculous miracle, the worst that is that ever be. Many believers don't also understand how deep, how lofty, how beautiful this salvation experience is. Because Jesus has not fully come into the heart of many. Many claim to be saved. To have received the gospel of Jesus, yet their lifestyle is not matching up what this gospel teaches. Something is wrong somewhere. You see, one of the proofs, you know, that you're indeed saved, you know what one of the proofs is? There will be a distinction between your old life and your new life. These days, believers claim to be saved, yet you can barely, you know, create a, a distinction between a believer and a non-believer. Bible speaks in, speaking concerning the first set of Christians. It says it was in Antioch they were first called Christians. Why? They saw their characters, their actions like Christ-like. We go to church. We jump. We worship. We want all the fanciful things, all the moving ahead light. We want the big auditorium. Is Jesus in there? Is the gospel of Jesus being preached? In 1 Corinthians number 2, Paul says, when I came to you, in 1 Corinthians number 2, he says, I desire to know no man after the flesh. He says, except Jesus and him crucified. If Jesus is not at the center of your life, something is missing. I mean, if I take you, so-called believer, perhaps even a worker or a volunteer in God's house, you know, and marry you with someone, you know, who's not accepted the lordship of Jesus, and I cannot see the difference from your appearance to the content of your heart, something is wrong somewhere. Many have been made to believe that the gospel is like a trade by barter. What gift would anyone ever give to you on earth that will compare to the salvation of your soul? See, listen to me very carefully. I don't want to jump the gun, but I can't help it. Listen to this very carefully. Kingdom influences. If you die right now, or anyone dies, without fully, wholly, and truly accepting the Lordship of Jesus, with tangible changes in your life that are in conformity with the scripture, you can't make heaven. I know this message is going to, you know, shatter many hearts. I, I knew it when I was praying for it. But you see, it is the truth. You're either saved or you're not saved. The things you used to do when you were not saved, you still do them like there's no tomorrow. You still sleep around. You're still into drugs. You're still, you know, doing all these nasty things. You're still falsifying figures. You're still lying. You're still backbiting. You're still killing people. You're still prostituting. You're still doing those things. You can't make heaven. And you know the effect when you don't make heaven? You spend the rest of your life in hellfire. This is the truth of the scripture. The earlier every believer understands and realizes this, the better. You've not been saved to, 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 to have you to just carry the toga, I'm a Christian. Huh? And there is no distinction between your old self and your new self. 
Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus says, how shall we, huh, continue, how shall we who were once dead to sin continue to live in sin? In Romans chapter number 6, he says, how shall we continue in sin and be praying that grace should come upon us? He says, God forbid. This teaching, this series, will be a check of individual's heart. Let me ask you, if Jesus calls today, the trumpet sounds, would you make heaven? Don't give me any response, just, just think about it. Would you make heaven? Would you rule and reign with him? I shared a few weeks ago about a very amazing, you know, awesome, incredible guy in my home country who died. That guy, he must be in hellfire right now. You say, Pastor, why would you say that you're judging others? I'm not judging others, it's the scripture. He who believes, huh, will be saved. He who does not believe this will be condemned. You see, all this lifestyle many people are living, including many of you under the sound of my voice, frolicking in sin and, you know, still serving in the Lord's house, or frolicking in sin and acting as though, yeah, grace covers all. It's crap. Because the word of the Lord cannot be broken. Galatians chapter number 5, Paul listed the fruit of the Spirit. He listed also in that same scripture, he listed the works of the flesh. Why is your works of the flesh overweighing your fruit of the Spirit? The gospel. See, one way to know that you receive the gospel of Jesus indeed, it is in the transformation. The gospel has power to transform lives. My life is an example. It is these days that people accept the lordship of Jesus and there is no difference. I shared my story with you all before. I was an alcoholic. When I accepted the lordship of Jesus, I went back to Christ. The, the, the thirst for alcohol broke over my life. You're saved. You even come to church in the morning. Before you come, you have some kind kind. Or you take some puff so that your spirit will be high. Little wonder why your life is the way your life is. See, you either accept Jesus or you don't. There is no middle ground. If Jesus calls right now, would you make heaven? Are you saved? Okay, let me put it this way. Listen to this very carefully. That you were, not, you were born a Christian does not mean you're saved. You see, my children with the little general man, when he's of age, he will choose himself whom he wants to serve. Many of you are still dealing, romanticizing the religion handed over to you by your parent. You've not come to the knowledge of Jesus. The gospel and the power of the gospel has not fully hit you. That's the reason why you're cold today, you're warm tomorrow. How many people under the sound of my voice can remember the day they stood up in that service and said, Lord Jesus, from this moment, I yield all unto you. See, the psalmist was not saved. The psalmist, David, perhaps, was not saved. I can say was not saved because Jesus had not died. So he was not saved. So what he enjoyed was nothing compared to what I'm enjoying. Yet the psalmist was praying, fill me with your spirit. I mean, do not take your spirit from me. He says, restore unto me the joy 
of your salvation. There is a joy that comes with salvation. When somebody like me were growing up, when people are accepting the logic of Jesus, you know what happened? They accepted weeping, breaking down. You see them, you never know them again. You'd never know them again. These are the experiences that we find recorded in the scripture still. You saw that in the story of Paul, who was formerly called Saul. What's been the distinction in you? you? Is your life being transformed? Are you being metamorphosed by the power of the gospel that you've believed? Those of you who've never stood up to accept the Lordship of Jesus, be ready in this service to do that. Those of you who are not certain that if the trumpet sounds right now, you, it does not matter if you're, if you're a pastor, if you're a minister or a worker. This kind of teaching is not something that is taught every time in churches. But you need to hear them. Cast your mind back. You know, I can remember the day I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. It was my birthday. Many years ago, it was my birthday. Everything about my life changed. I was in school. I was a student. My academic performance... Diverse manifestation of spiritual gift. Even some of you under the sound of my voice who have the gift of dreams right now, you don't even manifest those gifts anymore. You know why? Because you're not keeping your focus. Bible says anyone who lays hands on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of the Father. So this gospel, kingdom influencers, it is much more than a good news. I need to pay attention. The gospel of Jesus is much more than good news. Should I tell you what the gospel is? The gospel is God gifting Jesus to man. The gospel is much more than good news. It is God gifting Jesus unto man that man may come into fellowship with him beyond man coming into fellowship with him brother Damilari that man may rule and reign with him forever I was speaking about somebody dying if they do not accept the lordship of Jesus they will spend the rest of their lives in hellfire see if you don't believe that there is hellfire that means you don't believe the scripture you know what the bible describes that bible calls it second death you know the words it is only believers who have the assurances of dying once then living forever if you fail to accept the lordship of jesus you know what happened to you you die first death physical death then you die natural i mean second death that's what the bible describes as um, um, second death you saw that recorded in revelations what second death damnation damnation hellfire that's the second death. That's the second death. This is that season where each and every one of us, including myself as your pastor, need to be placing a check on my spiritual state. Am I still standing? Is my life plus my appearance, the content of my heart, the things I say out and the things I do not say out, are they in conformity with God's word? 
If I lived in those early days and they had seen me with the other believers, would they have described me as a Christian? You know one of the reasons why in this city and everywhere in the world, you have many pews and few people li li sitting in there. You know why? Because even those who are saved are not comfortable enough to share the gospel with others. You know why you cannot share the gospel with your friends and your loved ones? You know why you cannot bring them to church? Because your life is not in conformity with the word. You are lying with them, you are smoking with them, you are drinking with them, you are doing all sorts of nasty things with them. So what mouth would you have to say, come to, come to God, come to church. If you stay in our ministry, the Lord will transform you in three months. You, is your life transformed? I love, I love. The gospel is much more than good news. It is God gifting Jesus to man. All that Jesus did and the disciples did on earth, they were to give expressions to the gospel. All that Jesus did on earth, all that he did. 38 verse of Acts chapter number 10. He went about doing good. The gospel kingdom influences. It is God gifting Jesus to man. And if you reckon that Jesus is God, it means that it is God gifting you the totality of himself. I love, I love, I love you, Jesus. I love, say, thank you, Lord Jesus. This series is going to be a check. I don't care if I come into church next Sunday and I have only three people, two people here seated because people no longer want to hear the truth about Jesus and the gospel. You can go elsewhere. This is a lofty high Christian center. The Lord has asked us to raise kingdom influencers. You can't influence the kingdom for which you're not certain of. Last week, I was teaching us about offenses, how not to hold offenses. The things you'd ask yourself would be, the things that you do, the things that come out of your mouth, are they worthy of the kingdom? The language, some of you, so-called believers, you still use the S word, the B word, the F word. Are you wondering why anxiety, depressions, all of all these things? Because those demons are still there. I was chatting with someone some time ago and I was saying, you need deliverance. You, 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 you truly need it. What's deliverance? Light. Revelation. Father, keep us standing. Father, keep us standing. For you to understand as I begin to bring the service to a close. That the word gospel means good news. If you check Isaiah 61 verse 1. Bible calls it, Bible used the word good tidings. Bible used the word good tidings. Take a look at it. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings. It could become good tidings there because Jesus was not manifest. 
But right now, it's much more than good tidings. The gospel is God gifting Jesus unto man. And for those of you who think that your Christian work or Christianity is just like any other religion, it is not. There are certain things, I cannot go into details right now, that depict these differences fundamentally. Number one, the virgin birth of Christ. Tell me any other religion or any other person that you know on earth who was born, con con conceived of the Holy Spirit, huh? and gave birth to by virgin. See all the lies they've been telling you that every religion on earth is the same? Every religion is not the same. Don't be an apologetic. Take a stand. If you want to be an apologetic, be an apologetic for the gospel. The gospel which I received first, first from you. First Corinthians chapter number 15. The gospel which I received first, which was the first thing, the first thing that I distributed to each and every one of you. Number two, distinction between Christianity and other religion, aside from its virgin birth, is death and resurrection. Number three, is second coming. Number four, is eternal reign. When heaven and earth does not exist anymore, God would remain. See, I told you before, you know one of the reasons why many times you'd hear a preacher preaching and some of you will be doubting? It's because you don't believe authoritatively that this is God's word. Except you believe the entirety of the scripture. The gospel can never make sense to you. Not that you take some part and you leave some part out. Except you believe that this is indeed holy. So, as a rapper, so what then is the gospel? This is the gospel. The gospel is God gifting Jesus to mankind. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So this is the gospel. The gospel is the unveiling of Jesus to the world. The gospel is the unveiling of Jesus to the world. Bible says in Luke 4, 18, 19, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. There is an anointing needed to preach the gospel. The gospel you've been sharing with others carries no power because you are not anointed to do so. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel. When you preach the gospel with the anointing of the spirit, he causes transformations in the lives of the people. Glory to Jesus. So this is the gospel. That everyone that believes shall be saved. And he who does not believe shall be condemned. That is the gospel. So this is the gospel that Jesus died, was buried, rose again, and his resurrection was witnessed by men. That is the gospel. So this is the gospel that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That is the gospel. So this is the gospel that no one can come to the Father except through the Son. That is the gospel. So this is the gospel that Jesus is the only hope for the world. Do you hear me? That Jesus is the only hope for the world. The, 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 the only access you have 
never to die a second death and if you are smart enough both you and your household because you then begin to train your children your wife your husband your spouse in the same way of the lord such that the same one who saved you will save them so this is the gospel that god is love so this is the gospel that jesus christ is coming again so this is the gospel that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved so this is the gospel kingdom influencers the gospel is that Jesus Christ is Lord rise up on your feet this morning Very quickly, I'm just going to be praying. There are many of you who under the sound of my voice. This is not the kind of service to be ashamed, to feel weird about. You're not certain of the salvation of your soul. All eyes closed, all eyes bad. Please get response cards for me. You're not certain of the salvation of your soul. You're not certain that if Jesus comes right now, you would rule and reign with him. You're not certain that you are fit for the Lord's kingdom. You claim to be saved, but you don't understand. There is no distinction between your old self and your new self. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Would you please, without shame, lift up your hand up unto heaven this morning. There is a saving power of Christ in this room this morning to save you indeed. Without shame, could you please lift up your hand up unto heaven? Lord Jesus, thank you. I can see that hand up. I can see that hand up. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Without shame, I reckon with you again as my Lord and my savior that the power of the gospel may become the reality of my life that my christian life may align with your word that my actions my inaction will be in conformity with your plans and your purposes for my life heavenly father i give you thanks for your word this morning i pray for every soul under the sound of my voice coming back unto you would you please even say these prayers after me dear father Come on, say it out. Dear Father, thank you for your word that has gone forth this morning. For opening my eyes to sin, the power in your gospel. I repent of my sins. I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. Make me yours forever. Fill me with your spirit and saturate my heart with your love. In the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every one of you who genuinely crave this repentance and redemption of soul let the lord save you let the lord convict you let the lord fill your heart with his love let the lord cause you and give you the grace to align your life with this word in the mighty name of jesus we give you praise our father in jesus mighty name of prayer we trust god that this ministration blessed your life tremendously do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.